You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've lost good news. It's R-A-D. Just the good stuff, baby. Who wants to uh, be the de facto host? I did the Christmas episode. I'm bum, free. Kachan can't do it with that. <laughs> what even is that? It's um royalty-free music I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> it's the fourth annual Raddies with your host, myself. God rest. Wait, I messed it up again. Hold on. <laughs> oh no! Nope, start from the song. Start from what the if, song. What? All what right. if Don Parter did this every week? I'll play it again. Saturday Night Live feature. Oh shoot! Ah. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Lizzo. <laughs> Musical guest. Oh fuck! Oh, all right. I'm gonna play it note by note. Ready? Already wrong. <laughs> that was a bit of the song's lit. John Williams just sued us. <laughs> Welcome to the fourth annual Ratty. Now he's Robin Leach. <laughs> the f- your annual show of hold on, Richard famous annual episode of Radish, where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff, the best stuff of the year, with your hosts, me, Sean. I'm Will, <laughs> and uh, I'm hashtag Tyler, the Christian gamer. Yeah, we're not playing along with your little song and little, little dog and pony show you've got going on over there. Tonight, we'll be featuring categories such as best TV show, our favorite cultural moments, best movie, best video game, and host choice. Always, he always says host choice as, 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 as if it's a category. It's a category. It's not a category. It's just also, a, it's a blank space. Also, best album, which is your favorite, Ratty, to give out. I'm surprised you just skipped that. I forgot about it. <laughs> best well, we, album. Better start listening. <laughs> my, 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 my best album is, of course, going to Mitch for the 10th f- year in a row. <laughs> Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> no, Mitch album. He wrote Five People You Meet in Heaven. Oh, oh my That's god. Also wrote, also wrote Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> also won the ratty for best. If I keep the, the Don Pardo impression going the whole episode. <laughs> Don Pardo getting hit with a softball. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh. We also forgot to mention that, spoiler alert, at the end of the show, we're giving Radish Influencer of the Year to Kakuin from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well deserved. No Ratty, dodge the em- Influencer of the Year. Kakui. No, I can't do it. I don't even know if I can pronounce it correctly. Kakui from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The most well-deserved award. No one can dodge the Emerald Splash. I don't know what the words mean soon. Anyways, welcome, folks. We're going to get right underway. We're throwing our usual format all the way aside, and we're just going to get right underway with it with our first Ratty Award to give out. I, oh, hold on. We gave, Actually, we should we gave out a bunch of the pre-show. We gave <laughs> out a bunch of like the like the technical awards and like you know best daytime soap opera host or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We should let you know if this is your first year listening to Radish. The Raddies are an annual award show we do at the end of every year. This is our final episode of 2021. Uh, this is where we give each of us gives out our award to our favorite whatever the category is of the year, and it's just our final show and tell. And it's our you know signal to you if you haven't watched, listened, experienced this thing. You need to, uh, or you're missing out on the best of what 2021 has to give. So to get us started off, well, if I can put a, if I can put a quick uh, disclaimer on it, uh, we are not professional movie book TV uh, critics. I think we are at this point. Four years no, of but, doing the show, we have people listening to us. I think. Yeah, people my, my care what we have to think about this. We We're have day jobs, so we we are not responsible for watching every movie that True. came out this year. Oh yeah, and nor nor do we have access to it. Licorice Pizza still is not out in my area because that's I'm not yeah, a Hollywood. This elite. is true. Um, I, I I I would like to have played every video game in 2021, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, why? Where was where was Metroid? It's because I haven't played it. I have yeah. a, I have a day job. Yeah. This sorry, is a Gary. labor of love. We haven't played this Metroid is our, yet. <laughs> sorry, Gary. These are our favorites this year, not the best. Yeah, these are Although, yeah, these are our favorites. And if you if you care about our opinions and you uh, like the things we like, they're worth trying. My, out. Mine are the best. Yeah, that's that's true. Unless I'm uh, your favorite, you, then mine are the best. 
<laughs> if you've made it through 2021 without a white boy telling you to watch Dune, let's let's. Roll. <laughs> I think you, the three of us are going to tell you to watch it today. <laughs> yeah, you're you're about to learn. <laughs> well, let's get it kicked off with our favorite TV shows of the year. Tiger King Two, next category. <laughs> I haven't even finished Tiger King Two yet, man. Tiger no King Two was good. Yeah. They, I did. It was good. It's like an erratic. I finished it. They yeah. also did a mini series on Doc Antle, um, which is honestly better than Tiger King season two. Wow. Thus spoke Doc Antle. <laughs> just there, there's so much personality around these shows, and it's like, yes, I, I appreciate that they get footage for everything, but it's just like I don't really care anymore. But I'll, I'll maybe I'll get to it. I. I, I I thought that until I saw him singing "Say Something I'm Giving Up on You" while burying an orangutan, and I was like, "All right, I'm back in." Yeah, I just yeah. I just haven't gotten around to finishing it. Yeah. Well, uh, Tyler, you want to get us kicked off on yeah favorite show? Um, sure. I wanted to shout out Marvel, but in the back of my head, I saw the in in Wint voice. You absolutely do not have to hand it to him. Um, Marvel did have a lot of good TV shows this year. Loki, WandaVision, Rip. yeah, Loki. Um, four Hawkeye, TV shows. Hawkeye, Fox, yeah. Cap- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and, what and What If. Oh, um, that's too many. Yeah, that, no, that uh, three out of the five of them were pretty good. Yeah, um, but it's not getting my. None of them are getting my ready this year. Loki almost did, except the show I've watched three times this year from beginning to end is season two of I Think You Should Leave. Um, yep, I think you should leave. Season one also got my ready. Uh, I, th- I think it just just hits that funny bone, the Tyler funny bone, and and actually a lot of people's funny bones this year. I feel like season two took off a lot more than season one did. I feel like a lot of uh, saw a lot more references on Twitter this year, um, a lot more kind of mainstream folks making jokes mm. um, in reference to it. Of course, everybody's uh, getting the Dan Flash's shirts and oh, yeah. saying I don't want to be around anymore, and saying I just drink wine now. Um, there are some season one gatekeepers still out there, but honestly, I think season two is my favorite of the two seasons. Wow. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I laughed my ass off in a year where um, it's hard to make people laugh their ass off. Yeah. So um, props props to uh, props to Tim Robinson and, and all of the creators of that show. Um, so excited for season three or anything Tim Robinson does from here on out, because I think it would be a shame if he doesn't get a hell of a lot of work out of this. He he popped up at a live Tim Heidecker show this week. Nice, uh, at a, like an on cinema thing, and I think uh, I think if he gets pulled into the on, do y'all follow on cinema? Have you seen on cinema? Not I cinema only tangentially. I see. I, it's like a I follow a lot ten of year. It's a ten year running fake podcast about fictional Tim Heidecker. There's a TV series that is a spinoff of it. Wow. And um, what's his face? Neil Hamburger, real name. Greg Turkington. Turkleton. Greg Turkington. Yeah. It plays like a very earnest kind of punching bag, but it has a whole extended universe. And if they wow. pull in uh they if they pull in Tim Robinson, I think that's the that's a, a perfect for the, the absolutely universe. Nice. I, I would agree. Yeah. Tim Heidecker's in the the show. I think their humor obviously goes together very well. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to Tim Robinson for your ready. It's it's a great he's walking up the stage. <laughs> oh, that's it. I've, I've watched it one and a half times through. I love it. Gotta watch it again. Can't wait to return to it. It was a great season. So happy for it. While picking up his award, uh, he did fall off the stage, but <laughs> the dog shouldn't be put down. <laughs> I know that's normal protocol, but I don't think it should be put down in this case. <laughs> Who's next? I didn't talk about animated thing. Let's do um, it. Let's do it. It's, it's, technic- it's technically an anime, but I don't... <laughs> not really. It's not like, it's not like you know, Yu Yu Hakusho. It is a... Uh, hey. <laughs> i'm just saying there's no one yelling out names of attacks in this animated series okay. and you could you could it's 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 more of a more of a, a noir dark comedy uh it's called odd taxi yes uh it was easily the best thing i watched this year it was so good um it is the story of uh, a walrus who drives a taxi cab in a city full of animals it's like uh zootopia meets chinatown <laughs> uh it is a. It becomes a gripping crime drama with uh, a, a murder uh, that has taken place, and the taxi driver realizes that uh, somebody involved with the murder has been in his taxi, and he's trying to figure out who. Uh, kind of alongside the police, like some like some crooked cops trying to like, confiscate his dash cam, uh, and it becomes this giant web of like interaction between all of these different, you know, an alpaca, a mandrill, a gorilla, uh, a, a group of. Uh, Dog, the ape like idol singers. 
yeah, a lot of, a lot of great apes in this one. <laughs> uh, just real, real great apes. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's incredible. Like the last episode, I don't want to spoil anything, is one of like the best finales I've seen. And it's like, it's I think 10, 12 episodes, maybe, maybe yeah. 12. That's, um, pretty, that's pretty short for a season of anime. Yeah. I honestly don't want a second season. I don't, it's like, a, it's a perfect self-contained. Nice. It's, what, it's love six to, hours. Love to hear that. That's certainly six hours. for an anime. Yeah. It's, it's great. Like spend, spend a weekend watching it. Uh, then can tweet at me uh, at Will from online about it because I I, I want to talk more about Odd Taxi. Yeah. I can uh, uh, co-sign Will's. This is it's my favorite anime of the year. Well, second favorite, <laughs> but it, it is brilliant. The dialogue is incredible. The story is fantastic. It is incredibly gripping. Um, I loved it. I congratulations to the walrus. English dub comes out uh, very soon if you want to not read. I, I hope they got I, Danny I, I Brown for the. Oh yeah, he would have been perfect. The there's a, there's a rapping uh, crime boss porcupine. porcupine. Ah. That's what he is. Yeah, Danny Brown would have been perfect for it. It, it seemed almost modeled after Danny. In any case, um, this year I, it's a little. This one was a little tough for me. There are a lot of really good. L- really great TV shows that come out this year. And initially, I mean, obviously, Succession Season 3 came and went too quickly. And the finale of Season 3 is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Um, Until next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to have to give it to Will's point. Um, since Succession was you know, a continuation of a series. We could talk about the series as a whole when it comes out. I am going to give it to a mini series, a self-contained story that absolutely had me from the start and kept me going through the end. Um, was a uh, mayor of East town. Another HBO oh. series, <laughs> uh, fantastic, incredibly done crime drama. It is HBO at their best since true detective season one, as it comes to just, characters and story and just the way people interconnect it is an incredibly written crime drama starring kate winslet and many many others it is so well done if you have not watched it um you absolutely need to i think it won a bunch of emmys deservedly so if you have not seen crime of east or not crime of east town there was a crime <laughs> of east town if you have not seen mayor of east town spoilers um it is very much worth downloading or subscribing to HBO Max to watch it. It is an absolutely incredible show. Well, congratulations to all of the winners. Congratulations to all the Robinson, winners. the mayor of East Town, and Otakawa, the taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> They're all up on, they all just bowed together. All just up on the stage. Uh, they all get on the roller coaster together. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, they fell off! All right, and now we're going to talk about our favorite cultural moment of the year oh mm. these are going forward early yeah we're uh we're gonna break the flow a little bit here we're gonna you know instead of just show tv show or show movie game we're gonna break it a little bit talk about our favorite cultural moment and cultural moment pretty much just like what is something in pop culture this year that was just something that brought you a lot of joy or a lot of hope or just something that you found really funny something hilarious something hilarious that you've been thinking about all year and you wish you could return to that moment God, I wish I could give it to Trump getting COVID again. Uh, yeah. Because that was <laughs> such an amazing cultural moment. We still can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, okay, let's go. I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving the ratty to TikTok this year. I know TikTok's been out for a while. Um, in fact, three years ago, I reviewed TikTok when it uh, first came out as a joke for the podcast because I thought that this was just going to be some ridiculous thing. And then more and more people started getting on the board. Then last year, Trump almost got rid of it, almost banned it. Um, I forgot about and, that. Jesus. Yeah, and honestly, probably should have. It's it's probably China's probably all collecting all their data, um, running all sorts of social experiments on us through it. Um, oh no, our table it's broken was actually by uh, a Chinese national. Um, <laughs> but um, I really feel like this is the first year that I felt like it's taken over as the social media giant. Uh, you know, it's more than just Gen Z on there. We're all on there. You know, yeah. all of my extended friends are on there. My mom was on it for a little while. And then she had the you know responsibility to be like, this is taking over my life. Um, <laughs> it's, it's also defining the cultural landscape. I know people out there who are literally living their life day to day on whether or not a dog stands or sits. 
um, mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um, we talked it's about like that episode of Twilight Zone with the "Can I go outside?" where you ask the machine. Right. Is William Shatner. Yeah, uh, except it's more stupid. Like they didn't predict how stupid this was going to be. It's a bad episode. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, speaking of the oh no, our table it's broken. I heard that three separate times on a single flight from three separate people. Um, it's <laughs> wait, as is, like people quoting it or people watching quoting. something. Oh my god, quoting it. Um, you quote a TikTok on a flight. I, I don't know, but once I once I get on the plane, all I say is Biscoffs. <laughs> water, um, water, water's fine. <laughs> Uh, this is also a, a shameless self-promotion uh, because it has pervaded our culture so much that we created a show this year called TikToxicated. Um, I should be on YouTube here at some point, but uh, we'll be continuing to do that through the new year as well. Um, but TikTok, man, um, definitely my pop cultural uh, ratty of the year. It has. It's provided. It really like their ads have been so good this year of just like their television ads of just it's people talking about very popular TikToks and it's just mm-hmm. TikTok just saying like, Hey, don't you wish you could join the conversation? And <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. Like why, the, while they're, you know, maybe annoying, but it's, it's, it's very effective. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've come to really enjoy spending my widening down at the end of the day with just scrolling through TikTok or just finding my favorites for the show. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, a, it's a, uh, not, I don't want to say great thing, but it has been extremely entertaining, <laughs> and I'm so glad I've had it throughout the year. There are many. Uh, I'll go back. I'll get back to TikTok later in the show for sure. My cultural moment is uh, several movies have come out this year, which maybe I'm spending. No, I am spending too much time on Twitter. But there have been several movies this year which have united the little corner of Twitter that I have found myself in. And it has been such a delight to see people unite over these movies that would just be completely panned over or just like, they're not talked about in, you know, popular culture or just anything like that, but like a a whole community has formed around these movies. And that is, uh, those movies are old directed by M night Shyamalan, uh, malignant directed by James Wan, uh, eternals directed by Chloe Zhao (laughs) And well, they were united to dunk on that. Well, that's no, <laughs> yeah, I'm going was... to go over the, the you know, the, uni- okay. the unions for each in a moment. But and also most recently, Far From Home, directed by John Watts, uh, old and malignant were just these two baffling horror esque movies that came out this year that should not have been as good and fun to watch as they were. And there were so many memes that sprouted up around them and they were just fun to be a part of and enjoy. I went to a rowdy old watch this year. Shout out to my friend EJ who hosted it. It was just such a fun time of like quoting the character. This is a real character in the movie old mid-sized sedan. Um, <laughs> it the is best name for a character. Truly, <laughs> It is. It is such a just bonkers film filled with actors who know how to act, but do not display that in the movie. Uh, it is M Night Shyamalan. I've you know made a full turn on. I I think he's he's just fantastic. I can't wait for what to see what else comes out. Yeah, what late. Is- <laughs> <laughs> um, the other being *Malignant*, uh, uh, directed by James Wan. I would encourage all of you. I think it started this year uh, to listen to the Chandring, the hey, Radish spinoff podcast. Right yeah, we are. Uh, it's the Radish spinoff podcast where. Uh, Will, who has never seen any of the Conjuring movies, uh, we'll have now. Now he has. We basically guide Will through the Conjuring series, and you know the third Conjuring movie came out earlier this summer. Conjuring Devil Maybe Do It. It was butt cheeks. Um, so we decided to <laughs> that do was my ratty. <laughs> we decided to do a special on Malignant, which was one of the most buck wild, fun, just so just most creative out otherworldly movies to come out this year. And I think all the malignant memes that I've seen um, come out, you know, for Time Person of the Year and just when oh, yeah. it came out, it has been fantastic. It is such an incredible third act. I encourage you, if you have not watched it yet, please do. It is so much fun. Uh, I've also heard if if you're not a fan of horror movies, uh, people listen to The Chandering to just listen to us review it because we go pretty in depth. I mean, follow the movie. Pretty oh, yeah. Close, so. Yeah. Uh, listen to The Chandring. We should do a series on like horror for cowards. <laughs> yeah. We just. M. Night Sean Milan coming next year. We'll see. Um, there's also Eternals, a very stupid Marvel movie, very bad, uh, in which Kingo dies. Um, <laughs> Whoa! 
the, the <laughs> meme hasn't seen, seen it yet. The meme of Kingo dying was so much fun, and just people dunking on Eternals deservedly was it was just it was nice to see. I do people online dunk on Marvel movies a little too much for my taste. Like we get it. It it's I think it's low blows. I mean, it's punching it down. If it really here. is. Um, but eternal drinks at McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, like no, no. <laughs> um, you make a Big Mac. <laughs> but Eternals really was awful, and it was fun to you know join in on people making fun of it, and also you know as a redemption story, the Far From Home hype, which uh, we won't spoil it yet because we realize it's just been out. Uh, we'll talk about it soon. Um, but all of the Anakin Skywalker show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But the the far from home hype, which has uh, been well deserved, and I that's been really great to see. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, this year my favorite cultural moment. So uh, the the moment movies, the movies that everyone likes to gather around and talk about and appreciate for what they are. If I can do a sincere one, <laughs> I think probably just like concerts and events are cool, and we didn't really have any of those, and there was kind of a moment of like. Like a man walking out of a cave and like shielding his hand. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> what is, I need an ID to get, what is this? And like kind of just kind of learning to walk again. But, uh, you know, just going to, going to Dragon Con and stuff, I think was uh, a welcome, a welcome return after last year. Just, mm. I know it's kind of maybe, maybe tone deaf to say it right now. Yeah. But earlier this year, it was great. Uh, when there was, you know, a little, a little, uh, but really the my moment of the year is the Suez Canal boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about Evergreen. Oh, Nothing will right. ever beat that. Just the fact that the entire global economy came to a halt because of one boat, and then we all sat with bated breath as it tried to do like a ninety-point Austin Powers turn out of the Suez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Just great. So many. I saw so many uh, evergreen costumes at Dragon Con this year. Oh. Like standing, standing in doorways and stuff, and just <laughs> just being a nuisance. I uh, love them. Uh, and then, like, of course. The the ever 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 given's the boat right yeah. evergreens the company yeah yeah it like made a second pass through recently and people were like do it do it do it <laughs> <laughs> parallel park that bad boy Tokyo drift <laughs> deja vu <laughs> I have stuck in this canal before I am on the street this is the first time that a a large shipping vessel has received a ratty congratulations to the ever given. Yes, truly. The Ever Given, uh, like five movies, and whatever Tyler said, I've all come up on the stage <laughs> to get there. <laughs> all right. TikTok, the entire, the entire CCP is up here. <laughs> <laughs> and now we move on to the best movie, which will be much faster because I think we all brought the same movie. <laughs> Can we say it on three? Yes. Yep. One, two, three, Dude. sing two. Uh, what did you okay. say? <laughs> Sing two. Oh sure. <laughs> Sean, you go first. Yeah. Uh. Well, there were other movies like there's. I want to say this. There is a. Uh, I I forgot the word, but there is a limitation because obviously I haven't seen every great movie that's come out this year. There's a lot of stuff com- that's going to come out in the award season. You know, late December, early January, early February. That. I will need to see to really assess the 2021 film landscape, but like that all this, I haven't seen licorice pizza yet, but with that, I mean, there's power of the dog. There's Judas and the black Messiah. There's pig, all great movies. Sing two. There's sing two. There was boss baby family business, which was <laughs> fucking pretty solid. Um, but I, mean, you got to give it up. Like this was our most anticipated movie two years in a row. And Denny Villeneuve knocked it out of the park. It was a movie that has filled me with more sense of more of a sense of wonder and just uh, enjoyment than anything that's come out since Blade One Twenty Forty Nine, uh, and that's Dune. Uh, he, you know, the man has directed one of the greatest sci-fi genre, another of the best sci-fi movie of this generation, and it's three movies in a row. Uh, it's it's just incredible. Um, yeah. The score by Hans Zimmer is just absolutely chill inducing and it's encompassing and it's just it's it's perfect for the movie. Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, all you know, the entire cast, Rebecca Ferguson, just ha- perform their asses off. Um, 
it's just something really special. And we get part two in 2023 and part one was just so inspiring and was such a, an incredible watch. Yeah. And, and it sounds like he wants to do Messiah as a third movie just in its own. Yeah. We, we certainly watched the, the birth of a new tentpole franchise that we're yeah. going to be seeing from now until we At- have children. I don't know if we're going to get past Messiah. That's the thing. <laughs> we're going to that... get the God Emperor. Hey, That's if they're churning people out. I know with I know that it gets weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes on. I have a feeling it might just diverge from you know the the weird shit. Um, if they're if they're making money, I think they're going to beat this until it dies. Um, and and it's not very often that you get a sci-fi film, uh, especially a hard sci-fi film like Dune, which is really at its core mostly about moving parts of a space federation shifting control of a planet from one dynasty to another like that's pretty much the gist of the trade policy and it has it has gotten the general population in a tizzy um i i think it's it's a i would say even frenzy tyler i think we're we're a level above a tizzy i would say too uh to your point dennis villeneuve killed it the acting was incredible fantastic casting um, and I really think this is the birth of a new tentpole feature series. It, it's it's just nuts to me that Villeneuve like directed two movies, Arrival and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, both of which A plus films, a, like some of the greatest sci fi film we've se- cinema we've seen this century. And they were just his trying out to make sure he could like prove to himself that he could make Dune, and he did, and he did so successfully. Yeah. If you've if you've read the book, there's like there's like four plot points in all of Dune. Like <laughs> it's 800 pages, and most of it's internal monologue. And if you're reading it, you're like, how are they gonna make a movie out of this? Like it would have to be like like a visual novel of like yeah. people, like with like their like thoughts above their head in bubbles. And like he did it. He made a three hour movie out of the first. But the first doesn't have a ton of plot points. As you know, they show up. Stuff goes down. He runs to the desert, and it's a three hour gripping. And like none of it. None of the internal monologues that was really lost. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and it was just as as weird and as uh, like it wasn't. It wasn't made any more accessible. I would say. Uh, besides a couple of like things, like the the overhead projector that tells Paul the exposition, <laughs> but uh, you kind of had to have that because he couldn't just think it, right? Uh, right. But like they really didn't dumb down like the you know gadgets and the world building at all. It was all as as, as dense as it was in the book. Yeah, nice. It, it, That's three ratties. Three ratties going to uh, Dune. Yeah. Wow. Once again, honorable mentions. Watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Watch Power of the Dog. Watch Pig. Watch Green Knight. Watch Sing 2. Watch Sing 2. <laughs> watch Boss Baby Family Business. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Really, actually, pretty pretty solid. And Far yeah. From Home, also quite solid. Uh, Marvel had one of its biggest duds, but two uh, pretty solid entries this year. And Black uh, Widow. Godzilla <laughs> Okay, two. Well, I haven't seen Black Widow yet. I think I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, and Godzilla versus Kong, uh, just a shout out. That was, that's that's my kind of movie. I'm not gonna watch. My f- I'm not gonna watch one of these serious movies, but I will watch <laughs> the ape with the axe beat up or try and beat up the lizard. Godzilla versus Kong lizard. was my first movie back in theaters, and I, I, I'm very glad it was. My first movie back in theaters was Mugen Train. Shout out Mugen Train. I know it came out last year, but I saw it this year. Mugen Train ruled. That was good. Well, now we move on to our favorite album of the year. Hmm. One, two, three. Sing two soundtrack. <laughs> Tyler, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I say this every every year. I'm not the music guy on the podcast. I, I I have my music that I listen to that I like and I enjoy. Wolfpack did not release an album this year, yep. so it's not going to be a Wolfpack album. Um, but I have been a very big fan of this artist since I was in high school, not just because he has a fantastic name. Uh, it's uh, Tyler, <laughs> the creator, with his album... Um, uh, call me if you get lost. It's it's. I think out of all of his albums, it's showed the most most growth because you get some of the hard hitting lyrics that are reminiscent of his earlier albums, and then you also get this wide, expansive, layered production that he's been doing on his latest albums, and that's continuing to get better and better. Um, I think there's a lot of songs that I just replayed all year, including the single "Lumberjack," which is just a fun time. Um, on top of all of that, his music videos that he made for the album are. Fantastic, always uh, really well produced. A lot of live performances of this album and some, you know, obviously content off his um, last albums. 
um, on YouTube. There's a great show in Brooklyn that I've seen, as well as his Coachella performance, which is really fun. Um, also, any awards shows that he does, he always uh, it's always like blocked and produced and staged and a fun time. So uh, I definitely recommend checking it out if you're a fan of Tyler the Creator. But also, he's I think he's just one of those once in a generation talents where um, you know he's more than just hip hop and rap. You know, it's it, there's a lot that you can really dive into. It's uh, um, his his production is is very sonically pleasant. So um, check that album out if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Um, I'm giving my ratty to uh, call me if you get lost. I gotta give it a listen. I, I really have to give Tyler more of a shot because um, I am interested, and I mean I like the guy enough. Uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciated how he, he tweeted out shortly after "Call Me If You Get Lost" came out that he's like, "The vinyl is coming. COVID fucked everything up. Be patient. <laughs> it's not going to be until next year." And I was like, you know, I've been saying that to people all year. This is great. Um, <laughs> he's taking some of the heat off you. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you tell him Tyler. I'll definitely need to get. I definitely need to listen to that. Will I liked it? I listened to it. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was one of the one of the better. I, see, I haven't. I I, I was a, I was a, a wolf, uh, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, and then I didn't really like the couple that came out after it. But mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. Agreed. Um, mine goes to one that Sean brought for a show and tell. Ooh. Uh, don't tell him. That's <laughs> Cooler Returns by Kiwi Junior. Was to the best album of the year. For to me. Um, I think close second is the KGLW duology mm. the King Gizzard put out. Uh, just two two great weird albums of microtonal music. I don't even, they're just listen to them; they're really good. But uh, Cooler Returns was just like a fun kind of backyard garage rock, backyard uh, jangle pop kind of. Yeah, uh, it was real, real, real good. Uh, highlights of one hundred. Uh, the best song named after a Seinfeld episode <laughs> was. My number one song list here, um, and uh, the the album was named after one of the DBZ movies. So, uh, just, <laughs> no just real fun vibes all around. <laughs> yeah, it's R- R- Return of Cooler is like the <laughs> second DBZ movie. Not to mention um, one of the best tracks on it. I mean, they're all fantastic tracks, but one of them is just called Tyler. <laughs> There's also like a lot of Robin Hood references in it. <laughs> yeah, it made Marion. They mentioned. <laughs> they mentioned. Uh, uh, in one of them, like Sherwood Forest, and then like Made Mary. I don't know who. I guess Robin Hood's royalty free, so they can do whatever they want with Robin Hood. <laughs> but there's like three or four Robin Hood references on this album. Um, it's also if I, I saw a picture of the band, and I was like, yep, yep, yeah, <laughs> a couple of Canadians got, got it in one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope they're they're not they're not in Atlanta anytime soon. I've checked, uh, but hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, Kiwi Junior would be their their first two albums, and including Cooler Returns. Like Cooler Returns is probably my top five of the year. It's it. It's fucking great. And LP3 is on the way. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Very nice. They've, they said they're recording right now. Well, uh, this is the first. I'm breaking the streak this year, y'all. Despite two brand new King Gizzard albums, maybe a third uh, to come out after this episode comes out. Um, that's right. This is pre-made in Timeland. So, you know, take this uh, ratty with a grain of salt. This one was hard for me. Because, like, I loved LW. I loved Butterfly 3000, of course. You know, King Gizzard, Ride or Die. You know, third year in a row, Spotify, top listen. But there uh, there was a explosion of pop, post-punk bands in Britain that really captivated me at the beginning of the year and just kept with me throughout the year. Uh, most notably, Black Country New Road, who has a new album coming out next year. And I don't want to give it away yet. There was also a brand new album delivered uh, by Def Heaven, who, you know, I, I think I get named Sunbray. There is one of my favorite albums of the past decade. Uh, Infinite Granite is absolutely beautiful. It's a departure of from what they typically do, and I think it's a, extremely successful. It works. Uh, the music is fantastic. It's very post-punky, new wavy, um, and I think it's it, it sounds fantastic. Um, but there's there's just no other more interesting, more gripping, more challenging album this year than black midi's cavalcade i like i've been thinking about this for months but and every time i return to a cavalcade just rains on top for my album of the year it is it is uh, i think we saw like i think pitchfork called it art rock primus and even though you yeah know, i'm not crazy about primus maybe i'm a little more open to it now but black midi just they do so much and they do so very cohesively 
Um, and like I said, it is challenging. It's different. It's not like anything you could, you've heard before. Um, but their melodies and composition and lyrical themes, which I can't even parse out yet. Um, they're just one of the most interesting bands on like recording now. Um, and I, I cavalcade, I kept returning to John 50 is a fucking bonkers track. Uh, I think it's contraplasia. I don't remember. They, they just have so many interesting musical moments on the album that are, it's so manic and just all over the place. And yet it forms like a full picture and it, it is just a, a, a brilliantly done album. Um, so yeah, cavalcade black midi ready of the year for me. It's good. It's, it's <laughs> I don't even like that kind of music. And it's good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really hoping I can make it to see black midi when they come in March in Atlanta. Um, I I've heard they don't play any of their old songs, maybe one or two. And the rest is just new stuff. So, you know, stay tuned to this space for next year when we talk about black midi's third record, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Cavalcade is just, it's, it's something else. Like I always, I, I judge albums by like, if I can hear the first like opening notes and I like that feeling of like, I know I'm in for something good. I know I'm in for something associated with a good feeling. And John 50 as fucking chaotic and discordant as it is. That's the album for me this year. Yeah. Sean's favorite song two years ago was sicko mode. <laughs> <laughs> that first, that first chord hits. Wah, and you're like, Ooh, wah, here we go. <laughs> <wah>. <laughs> <laughs> for something good well congratulations to uh yeesh to those people tyler kiwi and black midi um and now we move on nearing the end folks you've almost made it let's do an ad break let's do an ad break break. here's best pal cats for the fourth week in a row (laughs) you know what if we can get people to listen to best pal cats that's fine it's a great show and and if you want to listen to something about spider-man if you've seen it and you're ready for the discourse they just recorded an episode about no way home that i'm sure is fantastic yeah they know a lot more about the marvel movies than we pretend to (laughs) (laughs) hello everyone my name is griffin reynolds and i'm bj guest and we are the hosts of the best pal cast it's a show where two best friends discuss video games, movies, TV, and everything in between, such as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who would win in a fight? Samwise Gamgee? Psh. Or Axel Foley? Yes. <laughs> and we even have guests like Andrew Gebbia and Alex Melton. If this sounds like a rip-roaring good time to you, then swing on by. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. And we record live on twitch.tv slash thebestpalcast on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Hey everyone, it's the Radish Podcast boys here to ask you very kindly to listen to our show. It's on the IndieSource Network and it's, it's you know, it's a show and tell podcast. So it's kind of like uh, Lunchables, but in podcast form. <laughs> it's like the school announcements if your entire high school was the anime club. <laughs> Radish is like a silent film if the silence was fart noises and the film was fart noises. <laughs> Kind of like a hayride through hell. <laughs> it's like, you know when a baby tells you a story? <laughs> Radish is like the feeling you get when you get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop. You're young, you're naked, and you're standing next to an owl. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like all those things, and maybe not like any of them at all. In any case, we invite you to check it out. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, and especially andysaurus.com. And now we move on to our favorite video games of the year. I will go first. I did not play any from this year. Sean <laughs> <laughs> played iOS chess. <laughs> I, uh, oh, oh, can I, can I, I'll say this good news. Um, the Radish Boys, all three of us, are now owners of a Nintendo Switch. Hey! The same one. The same one. <laughs> ship it around <laughs> in a UPS box. <laughs> um, I, I just got mine. I'm, I'm so excited. And uh, Will got me Fire Emblem Three Houses because we all have to be, uh, we all need to be a stance for that game. I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Um, hey, that's a two-time Ratty Award winner. Exactly. Right it's, it's a, it may be it's a, a double Ratty. Maybe a third Ratty coming up soon. But in any case, uh, that's all to say, ask me this time next year what my favorite video game is because I feel like, nice. ooh, I feel like maybe my 30s. Dang, and Rapa like, 3. It's going to be. <laughs> 
It's going to be Phoenix Wright. Um, Nintendo's got some good Phoenix game. Wright today. It's going to be Triangle Strategy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that looks good. Nintendo's <laughs> got some, Fire it's got some <laughs> good games coming out in the next uh, next year. I'm I'm psyched to like be able to watch a Nintendo Direct and be like, I might get that. Like legitimately for the first time yeah. in like four years. Oh my god, I'm so excited. You get to watch as uh, no first party game ever goes on sale. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for a sale on that, and then you're then you're forty. <laughs> you're like, oh, why is Breath of the Wild still fifty nine dollars? I so many of my friends got switches this year. It's crazy. Uh, and to Will's point, Wario sixty four, a guy on Twitter who posts uh, um, video game deals. Uh, I saw a headline for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna load up on this shit and send it to all my friends on sale. Fifty five dollars. It's like, damn, that game came out. Oh, it was it was twenty five on Black Friday. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I picked up a couple first party ones. Nice. Just because they actually they actually counted them down this year. Uh DekuDeals.com. D-E-K-U deals.com, like the Zelda tree. That's what he's doing nowadays. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh he 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 had hundred percent and he's doing that. Um uh, you can you can log your Switch collection and then you can say what games you're looking for and it will email you when one's on sale. Oh sick. Uh that is, it's great. Cool. I have it. So I organize all my Switch games. Uh, it'll tell you about eShop. It'll tell you about... They've added support for Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, but those games always go on sale, so I really yeah, don't feel like yeah. tracking. Like a PlayStation game will be $9 in two years if you wait. Yeah. Um, but the Switch is kind of fun to track them all. And mm-hmm. So if you have a Switch, backwoodeals.com. Thank me later. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Nintendo Switch games, uh, they continue to denominate my denominate denomination sorry this is tyler the christian gamer here um nintendo switch uh continues to dominate my video game raddies and this is the first year i'm giving a ratty to an unfinished game because the unfinished the amount i have put into this game already has been more fun and more enjoyable than any of the other games i've played this year uh i'm giving it to shin megami tensei 5 congratulations wow congratulations to atlas um, a more in-depth review on our Christmas episode, since it is a Christmas game. Um, but it is an incredibly accessible JRPG. I love the writing and the localization, the world building, uh, the dynamics of building and leveling your team makes grinding feel worth it, uh, which is so important, I feel, for a game like this, where you can put in eight hours and only put like 0.5% on your completion of a game. Um, the leveling is so much fun and kind of combining demons to make other demons just makes it really, really an enjoyable experience. Um, and it plays really well and it looks really well on a switch, which, um, um, can be a feat. So, uh, looking at you, Pokemon, just kidding. I love you, Pokemon. Um, but, uh, Aww. check out Shin Megami Tensei five, um, put it on your Deku deals list. Uh, hopefully it'll get a little bit cheaper. It's, it it's is- regularly 35 now. What? Yeah, you can get it for thirty five bucks for the for the Switch. Yes, wow, not not the Steelbook version. Oh, but it 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 not being a first party game really helps, especially because Atlas normally goes on sale before. It. Well, Atlas games go sixty, ten, four hundred. It's like <laughs> <laughs> because they they make a certain amount of them, and right. it goes like, all right, we, I, I got Shin Megami Tensei four for five dollars at Walmart at uh, Target. Wow, uh, and now it's like two hundred. Wow. Well, well, I guess get this before it gets mad expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I own two copies of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <laughs> One's just, one is still sealed. One's on Wii U. I think it is still sealed. Nice. Because like, I feel like, oh, this isn't getting a Switch port. I should buy buy a copy before it hits $600. Mm-hmm. I bought it for like $20, $20, $40, and then it became a Switch port. And I was like, well, I don't want to play it on Wii U <laughs> <laughs> if it's on Switch. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... I, the, the most fun game I played this year that I've been playing this year is probably Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I've put 30 hours into that game so far. I'm not quite half. I think I'm just halfway done. And I'm trying to find things to do in that game to make it last longer. <laughs> because, which is the first time I've done that in almost forever. Because, like, I don't know. I just I want more time to build my team and find new characters and there's like a kind of a light gotcha system in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no real money, of course. You get cores as boss rewards and you can unlock them and you get a random chance to get like a really cool character um and they had this cool thing where like uh some of the characters were designed by uh like different countries characters were designed by different jrpg artists so like Ooh. all of the bad guys from this one country are designed by tetsu Nomura, who did like kingdom hearts and final fantasy 7 and then like 
it's, it's it, make, it makes funny teams when you got a guy who looks like a very chibi style next to like you know Severoth, right. <laughs> and you can build a really cool team of uh, kind of a love letter to different art styles and Gabriel But that game didn't come out this year, so it doesn't count, I guess. Mm. Um, uh, even though it probably does when my ready, but twenty twenty one belonged to Resident Evil Eight. We didn't get a ton of cinematic games this year. I mean, we got uh, Cyberpunk, which is cinematic the same way that uh, a video of a drag racing accident is. <laughs> um, but Resident Evil 8, it's it's great. It's like Resident Evil 4, but in first person, and there's a tall vampire lady who chases you. And that, it didn't scare me, but it did make me feel something. Um <laughs> There's also like one level in the game that's like probably the best Resident Evil level I've ever played. Uh, it takes place in a house where you don't have any guns, and that was just like res- oh, that was Capcom being like, yeah, we could scare the crap out of you if you wanted to, <laughs> but here's here's a two hour side level. Now get back to shooting stuff. Uh, the guns feel really good. It's got a great story. Uh, it sets up the Resident Evil Nine, I guess, for a good place. Um, it's a lot of fun if you if you like. Uh, also, it's not even that scary. Like if you're Dipping your toes into the horror genre, I would highly recommend Resident Evil Eight. Kind of the same way I would Four, and like it's it's a horror game, but you get a machine gun, so like it's kind of hard to be afraid. It's not it's not Outlast, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, it has some great boss fights, absolutely incredible boss fights. I uh, I, I'd like to co-sign. I I didn't play it. I watched a lot of Resident Evil Eight footage. Uh, I loved every moment. It's it's fascinating. It's the the story, the characters, super cool. Watching Will play it was a uh, was a delight because he can man he can manage the scary stuff. I know he yeah. I know you said it wasn't that scary, but there is that that part in uh uh was it Donna's house, the house where you don't get any guns. There is that one thing that is deeply frightening. Um, <laughs> uh, let's just say the baby makes a camera yeah. appearance in this game. <laughs> it's, let's yeah. go. Um, <laughs> I, I wish it said that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that was a, a that was of all like the games I've watched this year, like on stream, I made it a point to watch a Resident Evil 8 stream just because I was fascinated with the story and the gameplay. I will never touch it in my actual life, but I was happy <laughs> to watch it. Well, it's and there's DLC coming. So hopefully we get more more Lady D levels or another House Beneviento level. It's what the people want. <laughs> Well, and now we move on to our no, not um. Go ahead. The the Nahobino, uh, Lady D, and um, Sean's game of the year are up on stage. <laughs> 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 uh, all accepting awards, all leaving the stage. Music played him off. Doug Doug Bowser, who's who's pointing at Sean's new switch, is <laughs> <laughs> he sucks at Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> shouting that at me. In any case. Uh, we're now going to move on to host choice, which is just we every year we pick our own category of something we think needs highlighting. Um, it's it's kind of like a show and tell and a uh, award show full of show and tells. Um, so Tyler, would you like to start us off? Wait, no, yeah. I'm sorry to throw the the format. I think we should save yours for last. Yours is a fan oh. favorite. It stays consistent. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, will. <laughs> I'll g- all right. Go ahead, Will. There's an award. There's an award I gave to like 15 people. Uh, Tyler normally does Freakiest Freak, which I think he is teed up for later. We'll end on that one because that's the best. It one. is the best. But one. I have one that's kind of tangential to Freakiest Freak, and that's rocking his dude. Um, <laughs> as we all know, dudes rock, and so I have made a list of people who had a particularly. Uh, dudes who had a rocking year this year uh i'm gonna start from the top and just read off i got about 12 names here yeah uh number one duncan idaho absolutely had a great year (laughs) hell yeah everyone got to realize what a weird name that was and (laughs) what's his face jason momoa crushed it number two willem dafoe absolutely Uh, probably probably deserves this award every year but he had a big movie that came out this weekend and just shout out willem dafoe you would have loved fire emblem uh number three (laughs) major biden Recipes. Got to live the dream. Got to go to the White House. Got to bite a bunch of people. Got to go live on a farm up north. Can't <laughs> much better than that. Uh, absolutely rocked. Uh, number five, Sora. 
in, in Smash Brothers. A lot of people got really excited for him. Good for him. He's got a lot of zippers. I'm not going to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, number six, Chris Pratt's agent. Um, I don't know what he's doing. Had an absolutely incredible year. Uh, I don't know what compromise he has on the Hollywood elite. But uh, the fact that Chris Pratt was announced as Mario, Garfield, and the Grinch within a week. <laughs> the Grinch? Means that this guy... In an ABC special, he's voicing the Grinch. Uh, this man truly has his fingers in every pie. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Chris Pratt's agent, shout out to you. Uh, got a couple here. Uh, John B., Jack Harlow, me, uh, the, king, <laughs> the, ki- the, the kings of white boy summer. Uh, was that this past summer? Yeah. That was this summer. Oh, man. Forgot uh, about that. Next one, Ben Affleck, crushing <laughs> it. Uh it, they, they rekindled Geely. Geely's back, baby. It's, it's <laughs> back in pog form. Um, old guy from Squid Game. I don't think he even had a great year, but I don't think he's going to be around for many more ratty, so i got to get him in this year. Uh, he looks to be about 200. Uh, next one, Samus. Uh, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Still counts. Good burger rules. Samus had a great year. Uh, and the last one is George Harrison. <laughs> we all got to see in 4K. All things must pass uh, 50th anniversary did come out. Yeah, uh, uh, get back has just confirmed that he was the coolest Beatle, and everyone has realized it in, in 1080p now. Yep. There's that one music video they just released for uh, uh, My Sweet Lord, which is a fucking treat to watch. There's everyone that you can possibly think of in LA comedy in that video. It's great. I have no idea and George how Harris. it relates to the song. Um, uh, those, those are the rockin' dudes this year. If you see them, uh, buy him a Corona. <laughs> Love the Rocket of What a great category. Uh, 15 raddies were shot out of t-shirt cannons <laughs> into the crowd at these people. <laughs> Major Biden caught his, but Sora did not. <laughs> um, similarly to Will, I, I not as fun, but there were a lot of uh, just independent, mostly all TikTok creators whose content I really enjoyed this year and everything they've released, I have consumed voraciously and liked. I think they are fantastic voices. Um, and I just want to highlight them here. So here are my uh, favorite, you know, TikTok creators of the year. First up, we got one of the funniest people or, you know, yeah, one of the funniest people on TikTok, Jane Wickline. She's got an come incredible. On <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is me just saying, please come on Radish. Um, Jane Wickline is Gross. extremely. <laughs> cut, that, cut that. Cut that. You can't do that. Um, you can't do that on the invitation. <laughs> he shouldn't have said it. Jane Wickline is a guest. I didn't mean it like guest. A guest on Radish. Um, Gross. <laughs> Jane Wickline, super funny. Her videos are consistently uh, very funny to watch. They're like little snippets of like Tim Robinson-esque, like, I think you should leave style comedy. And if that's your thing, you will absolutely enjoy your stuff. Uh, next up, we have the much more unhinged but extremely hilarious Will Sinnott. Uh, also on TikTok, his videos uh, highlight a something in like masculinity that needs to be talked about more i think he's extremely hilarious um he has a podcast called a closer look which is like for friends of uh, for fans of this is branchburg if you liked that just kind of faux that what's it called mockumentary style of just kind of like highlighting interesting characters uh please listen to a closer look it's about the 1979 world series between two teams which never existed it's very funny i'm nearly done with it we'll send it remains extremely hilarious. Uh, after that, there's Gianni Matrigano, who is a voice actor. Uh, his TikToks and meme narrate, like voiceovers are consistently so funny. Um, I have found myself quoting them throughout the year. You can find him on Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. He's fantastic. Um, then there's also Tom Simmaker, who I think goes by Tom Simmo on TikTok. Just a masterclass of delivery. I do not know how that man is so effortlessly funny, but he is. Please watch his stuff. Um, there's also, I, oh, oh, got to give a shout out to my boy, Francis Bourgeois. Thank you for the cameo. Uh, hmm. just a delightful young Wait, man. I think so. Well, it's a little intimate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Francis he was shirtless in the cameo for some reason. <laughs> Folks yeah. in bed. He was in bed. He, Not a joke. Not he, a joke. He, he was shirtless. Peyton got me uh, a cameo, uh, from, Francis Bourgeois, and it was so kind and so nice, but you can tell Francis recorded it at the very end of the day, and it was, like, <laughs> a little intimate. Um, but 
the guy is he's just paddington in human form he's a you know a british boy that we've all just united around because he is so wholesome and so uh unyielding in his love for train spotting and it's something he, loves that he he it's just he he's able to share his passion with so many people and it's just it's fantastic and I, he looks silly with the gopro he looks very silly with the gopro i think uh francis should replace matt lucas on the great british bake-off but you know maybe he doesn't have the hosting chops who's ooh, to say oh really so <laughs> good yeah that would be perfect It'd be him and noel fielding would be fantastic he'd be wonderful and last but he has to he has to wear the gopro was trying the case absolutely <laughs> um, that's perfect actually uh lastly the npr planet money i think it's just npr now but their tiktok i do not know the name of the guy who hosts the majority <laughs> of them or makes a lot of them, but he is brilliant. He is excellent at explaining financial concepts. Like when the whole GameStop thing happened earlier this year, he had it on point. NFTs uh, this year, he had a great explanation for that and just like a very good, uh, just well-focused view and just explanation of these financial issues going on this year. Super fun to watch. So if you're on TikTok, if you're not on TikTok, I understand you're over 20, you feel weird about it. Watch TikTok Toxicated. We won't have, you know, the more educational ones, but we will have many of the people I just named uh, featured. Um, yeah, those are uh, my favorite, you know, content creators of the year. I think I did a lot of YouTubers last year and doing TikTokers this year. Next year, who's to say? Vimeoers. Vimeoers. I'm going to do... My next intoxicated playlist is going to be all planet money. You're going to learn about the Fed. You're going to learn about they're just charming. Uh, stocks and bonds. <laughs> I it took me a long time to realize it's actually NPR's planet money. Yeah, it's not like it. It I, I can only assume no one at NPR has watched these videos because <laughs> they're they're so weird, <laughs> but so well done. They have it's just such a pulse and like we know what's going to attract people who are on TikTok. And it's going to be this, and it, it fucking works. How do we how do, how do we reach these kids? We need a <laughs> we need an awkward mumbling white guy, and people will love it. I put him in rocking his dudes retroactively. Yeah, <laughs> planet money guy. Yeah, we'll find out his name at some point. All right, don't care. Drum roll for play, play that funky music. Play that funky it's music. It's time for. The freakiest freaks of 2021. I've got five freaks bow, bow, bow. here. Man, um, number one, it's it's the return of Sephiroth. <laughs> Can't have a freakiest freak of the year without Sephiroth. Wasn't Absolutely. in anything this year. Nothing new. <laughs> uh, but damn, no, there was a there was a PS5 version of Final Fantasy. Oh, there we go. PS5 version of Final Fantasy. Sephiroth. And he was in our um, dreams. And he was in our dreams. Looking this. Our thoughts and prayers. Looking like he does. Um, one wing, long ass sword. <laughs> Poke me with that. Next, we got um, a pretty obvious one. <laughs> uh, let me just say, this list is about to be pretty controversial. We got some controversial freakiest freaks. Next, we got Pete Davidson. Oh, obvious uh, choice for a freakiest freak, Raddy. I no man, has, no man has sparked a jealous rage in chats like Pete Davidson has this year. And he's given us all funny-looking, funny guys hope that maybe one day we can win the heart of a Kardashian. Um, so All you got to do is text back and be goofy. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hate the man, you, but I, I I have to agree. You're right. Yeah, he's a freakiest freak. Um, next, we got Makima Chainsaw Man. Hell yeah! Uh, people who haven't read and are watching the anime next year, you are absolutely in for a treat. Makima is Chef's Kiss, but she is also a mysterious and extremely powerful character, unlike any I've seen before in manga. She will absolutely rock your world like she rocks everybody's world in the Chainsaw Man universe. Um, shout out to Makima uh, from Chainsaw Man for getting the uh, um, freakiest freak of 2021. Uh, next, we have Kirsten Cinema. Uh, no other senator is out there crushing dreams, <laughs> ruining this country, and dressing the way that she does. Let me tell you. Uh, in this last year, she's had a purple wig, dozens of pencil skirts with crazy-ass zigzag patterns on it. She was rocking those crutches for a while, and then when she was done with those crutches, she moved to that weird robot leg that you put on your knee, and then you carry your... Um... I thought she had one leg in a picture. I was like, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> She a freak, let's be real. When it comes to dressing like an absolute supervillain uh, and acting like one, she understood the assignment, um, to quote Spotify. Uh, she dresses like she was bitten by a radioactive art creature. <laughs> uh, Kirsten Cinema, you a freaky freak. Uh, lastly, we have um, 
I'm giving a ratty to all of the weird fans of the show Succession. Uh, I have not seen Succession, but I have a good idea of what it's about. Tyler, that's and I baffling. was completely baffled. I was completely baffled by all of the thirst tweets that came out this year about the show Succession. There would be a picture of a dude in a suit looking at an Excel document, and people would be willing to risk their entire relationship on this man. <laughs> uh, I saw a picture of a very nice-looking lady, and it was the comment was, I wish this absolute fucking monster would spit on me. Like, I don't... <laughs> It was Gary. It was Gary. <laughs> oh, that's that makes yeah, sense. It was freak Gary. Is, freak is for y- y'all are fucking freaking freaks out there on Twitter. We went a freaky uh, freak. <laughs> weird fans of the show Succession. Here, here's my little meow meow, and it's a guy dressed for church. <laughs> no. uh, so those are my freakiest freaks of 2021. Congratulations, fans or not. Uh, I am excited, you, Tyler. You brought up a good point in which. Chainsaw Man's gonna fucking dominate the Raddies next year. I don't know. It's I. I am so excited. I don't know because I'm gonna put Entertainment Arc in uh, Demon Slayer in 2022. Um, yeah, that has been pretty good. I haven't but. felt about a, a, a Japanese <laughs> property like Chainsaw Man's since we're getting Neon Genesis we're getting the finale Man. to Attack since, on Titan next year. Since the '98 Godzilla film. <laughs> It's it's just I mean yeah the Attack on Titan finale is going to be incredible, but Chainsaw Man is just going to fucking rupture, folks. It is already just I love thinking about it. I can't wait to experience more of it. I think I think Attack on Titan is going to look great. I am ducking behind a chair, knowing what's coming in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near Twitter when that drops, <laughs> unless no. they. Uh, Make some serious edits. I think a lot of I didn't have a big problem with it, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, "What?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's already not a favorite of Twitter. So yeah, like, that's true. In any case, Tyler, that was an incredible round. Thank you so much. I look forward to the freakiest freaks of 2022. I think <laughs> Mike Rowe's going to no. Tim Allen's going to be there. Well, I know for sure. Seth Roth will be back. Freakiest freak, <laughs> Seth Roth. I think phase two queen is going to be in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The queen's entering a new phase in February. And we're just, we, we don't have much time to prepare. <laughs> For that level of freaking. She's going to have one wing in the Masamune. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now we move on to our humanitarian award. <laughs> where we recognize the radish influencer of the year. In which we, we named the person... Uh, who has influenced the three of us more than anything else in terms of, you know, deed or just interaction or just being a good friend or, you know, they came and they gave us something that we all got wild over. Uh, we are now going to name the Radish Influencer of the Year. On and three? Is on three. Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Congratulations to Kakuin. Uh, Star Crusader, uh, the the true influencer, showed up for Sean's birthday. He did. Um, he was there. It, Along it, with it was fantastic. Along <laughs> with Francis. Uh, thank you, Kathy. For, for, for those who have not seen part three, this is a character who shows up as a villain, meets the main character's mom, and goes, never mind, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. Thank you, Kakuin. Freaky is free. I'll just <laughs> And and rockinous dude and influencer of the year. <laughs> First name I don't even remember. He's not a not a very important character in the story. I was gonna say, Hold on, everybody. His I'm, name's not I'm even getting a band. Word, I'm I'm getting word from our producers that we have to give the influencer of the year to an actual person. So oh, that one's easy. All right, the I think we should give the honorary, not the real one, but the honorary influencer of the year award to best friend of the show, Mal. Pit boss of the Discord. Matt. Pit boss of the Discord. Uh, one of the big cheeses at the Indie Source Network, which we started back in April. Yep. Um, been on the show a few times. Been on Chandring, the Malignant episode. We had Mal. Um, we had to have Mal on Malignant. Yeah. Uh, and their own show, Hamtaro. Yep. Um, they did do they do the anime. They're they do the Hamtaro anime. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Ham Radio, the show <laughs> podcast about it. Um, from what I hear, there's a lot of episodes lined up for next year, so it's it's gonna be good. Um. Thank you, Mal, for everything that you do for Radish. Yeah, we. But also, thank you, Kakuin, for being the real influencer. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 
Mal, thanks, but if Kakuin ever knocks on my door, I'm taking that award out of your hands and I'm giving it to Kakuin. <laughs> lest I be emerald splashed. <laughs> Kakuin also has a fantastic Hamtaro podcast. Mal, I, I, I'm the only one who hasn't seen part three of JoJo, so I will say that uh, I, I should have known that you had been influence of the year uh, when you sent me a Cowboy Bebop uh, bookmark that I still cherish to this day. Uh, <laughs> great it's friend. It's the one show. bookmark I own. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, cherished friend of the show and Discord. Mal, you are our 2022, 2021, reigning in 2022. Hon- honorary. Honorary. 2022, they get to be a, a big jerk about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you get to put it in your Twitter bio. Uh, you can bully Colby. Um, <laughs> uh, Radish and um, to the Air, congratulations. There, Kakuin is not named after a prog rock artist. Okay. But... There is a band named Hierophant Green after his stand. Uh, so named they have after? gone full circle. Right. They have gone full circle and they've no, they are now making bands named after JoJo characters. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh boy. I gotta get back on JoJo, man. Influence of the years. In one piece. Fuck. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that? <laughs> we'll see you next year, folks. Uh- <laughs> Um, in any case, that's the end of the fourth annual Ratties. Oh, wait, no, I gotta bring it back. Actually, I don't think they announced it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thus concludes the fourth... No, it's, it's too official. That'll be it My for favorite us. part of SNL is when Don Pardo <laughs> reads the credits. He's like, <laughs> that'll be all. Thank Keep you, everyone. Rip. Good night. <laughs> Best boy. Uh, off. <laughs> thank you, everyone, Ricky for a, a wonderful 2021. It has been we had so many shows. Uh, we had just a bunch of fun streaming and just talking and creating a community with y'all. And we want to thank you again for sticking through it. Uh, you know, if you see any year-end podcast list pop up, you know, just just throw radish in just in the comment section. Maybe someone will see it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much. I have been Sean. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry. I said I wouldn't be on Twitter in my 30s, but I think I've I can develop a healthier relationship with it. Uh, Sean and Barry on Instagram, Letterboxd. Uh, you can find my vinyl account in Idiotechnica on Instagram. Uh, oh, and I uh, not going to read my whole friend code out, but if you follow me on Twitter <laughs> and we follow each other, we can add each other on Nintendo. Uh, so you know we can mm-hmm. visit each other's can, uh, and things like that. Th- throw it in your bio. Or you're, you're tweeted out. Yeah, I'll do that. I've seen I've seen people do that. Yeah. Um, I'm Will. You can find me at Will from online. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> thanks for thanks for 2021, 2022. Continue to not cough on me. <laughs> I, don't care if, I don't care if we're coming out of the tunnel. That doesn't mean you can cough on. Yeah. Me. <laughs> A lot of people seem to think they can just do that now. <laughs> and no, I don't care if you're healthy. Um, I'm Tyler. I just want to let you know it's been a fantastic year. Thank you guys for um, listening to the show. This will be my last uh, show with Radish. Uh, for those of you that know, I am hosting a new show on Barstool Network next year. So please, please, please listen to that. Um, Call him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm. Uh, you can find me online at Tyler from Radish. Podcast online at Radish Pod. Um, check out Indiesaurus. Our network that we started this year, go to indiesaurus.com or indiesaurus.com slash discord to join our fantastic discord. Just want to take a second to plug that. It's a really fun place to talk about all the shit that's going on. Mm. Uh, but also we have cool clubs like um, the One Piece Book Club, um, which we didn't talk about all of the One Piece stuff that, that happened this year. Congrats on 1000, uh, both in the manga and the anime. Um, but a lot of fun stuff happened in there. Really join our discord. We have such a good time. Um and uh, looking forward to Tyler's Tournament of Champions next year. Uh, everybody has a bye week. They're all home for the holidays. We gave him the week off. We gave him the week off. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt went back to being dead. <laughs> what if there was a, a a pirate dating podcast called Call Me Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. <laughs> That's what we're going to end on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The best joke you've ever heard. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. You're listening to an Indie Taurus production.